Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Elementals. Fire, earth, air, and water. Unfortunately, in Dungeons & Dragons, these forces rarely combine to form a planet-themed superhero. But they are quintessential aspects of creation, and they do occasionally manifest in different forms. These pure forms of entities are known as elementals, hailing from the elemental planes. Elementals don't really have any thoughts or goals of their own, typically instead being forced into service by magic users. But the elementals and the planes they hail from are both interesting and long-standing aspects of D&D lore. We'll be looking at the main four types of elements and elemental planes, as well as taking a glance at some of the less common types. Elementals were first introduced in the original D&D set from 1974, listing air, earth, fire, and water elementals. They are brought into existence only by being summoned, with the interesting caveat that only one of each type can be summoned into existence each day by anyone. If the person controlling an elemental loses control for whatever reason, the elemental will immediately turn on them. The Greyhawk supplement buffed them a bit, making them impervious to all normal weapons and magical weapons under plus two. AD&D 1st Edition mostly kept elementals the same, and also saw the release of the Manual of the Planes, a supplement detailing a number of different planes, including the elemental planes. The 1st Edition Monster Manual 2 would add a large number of different types of creatures that inhabit these planes, such as flame bats or dragon horses, as well as the para-elementals, those that come from the planes between the four major elemental planes. This includes ice elementals from the area where air and water combine, and magma elementals from where fire and earth combine. Future editions would primarily focus on the main four types of elementals to start, and the concept of only one being able to be summoned at a time would be dropped by 3rd edition. The 5th edition monster manual features the four basic elementals, and Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes features elemental Myrmidons, elementals bound to ritually created suits of armor. Since there isn't a Manual of the Planes yet for 5th edition, this video will mostly be based on 3.5 info, since 4th edition featured a somewhat unique cosmology compared to 5th edition. As mentioned, elementals typically only manifest in the material plane, that is, the normal physical universe, when some force calls them into existence. This force can be a magic user casting a summon spell, or the use of some sort of magical artifact. The act of calling an elemental to the material plane gives them shape, as natively they are only wandering spirits in their natural plane. Because of this, summoned elementals can take a wide variety of shapes, sizes, and strengths, from little animate blobs of earth and fire to great monstrosities of cyclones and waves. 
An individual interested in summoning an elemental to the material plane will bind them, using only their willpower. Elementals by and large don't appreciate being yanked out of their native element and forced into service, so a summoner that finds themselves faltering in the task will soon be the elemental's prime target. Aside from that though, elementals have very little intelligence, and are primarily only interested in happily floating through their native planes. Each type of elemental can speak a dialect of the primordial language unique to their plane. Aquan for water, Orin for air, Ignan for fire, and Terran for earth, but elementals rarely choose to speak. Fire elementals, as the name of course implies, are creatures of pure flame, igniting any flammable object nearby with merely a touch. They typically resemble a vaguely humanoid sheet of flames with two flickering arms. As you'd expect, water is anathema to fire elementals, causing them to hiss in pain as their bodies shrink. Larger fire elementals reduce everything around them to ash and cinders merely by moving, and physically attacking such a creature is inherently dangerous. The elemental plane of fire is a realm of perpetual flames, burning since the start of time, and will burn until the end of time. The ground consists of compressed ash, burning debris, and heavy flames. The air ripples with heat from firestorms, and there exist endless oceans of molten hot magma. As one can imagine, it's a rather dangerous place for most species, but those with an affinity for fire have carved out a small civilization here, notably in the City of Brass. Air elementals appear as amorphous shifting clouds of air with a semblance of a face. They are known to be exceptionally quick and agile, capable of creating whirlwinds and tornadoes by transforming their bodies, lifting and whipping everything around them with great gusts of wind. Because of this, a large enough air elemental can completely dominate a battlefield, leaving nothing standing. The elemental plane of air is filled with almost nothing but air, extending infinitely in all directions. There are clouds, and moisture does accumulate enough for storms, but mostly something that can't fly will find themselves falling for quite some time in this plane. The gravity of the plane of air is subjective, though, meaning that an individual can change their falling direction at will. Flying creatures are easily at home here, but there are occasional pockets of ground that have drifted over from the plane of earth, and powerful wizards and other creatures occasionally make homes on these floating rocks. It's a nice place, if you can find some food and a place to sleep. Speaking of Earth, Earth elementals are the strongest of the main four types, physically, with the larger ones capable of pulverizing practically anything into rubble. They resemble large humanoids comprised of stone, dirt, metals, and even gems, and they tend to move slowly and hit hard. Earth elementals are also capable of moving through solid ground and stone as easily as walking normally, a trait that makes them very comfortable in their native plane. The elemental plane of Earth is a realm of pure rock, soil, and stone, with occasional caverns and tunnels. This means that if a non-native finds themselves transported to a random location within the plane of Earth, it's very, very likely they will be entombed within solid rock quickly suffocating. 
Many creatures are extremely comfortable here, able to freely move through the rock as if it were water. But some other creatures do make homes for themselves in the open caverns, including dragons and dwarves. It's not a particularly safe place, and foreign visitors hoping to find some treasure among the countless veins of gemstones will likely succumb to collapsing tunnels, hostile natives, or getting lost in the endless caverns. Finally, water elementals appear as large rolling waves, or swirling masses of water, with two sloshing arms and a semblance of a face. A powerful water elemental can just as easily smash a target with liquid hitting like concrete as they can drown someone by filling their mouth and lungs with liquid. It's said that they cannot travel more than 180 feet from the body of water where they were summoned, but regardless, in water they are practically indistinguishable. Fighting a water elemental in an actual body of water is therefore quite a dangerous task, as they can pull you under, beat you senseless, or ensnare you in a vortex until your lungs burst. The elemental plane of water, surprising no one, is an endless ocean with no surface and no bottom. Contrary to what you might expect though, it is lit by an unknown source, so you won't have trouble seeing, as long as you can manage breathing underwater somehow. Although there's no surface or bottom, there are areas of the plain that vary between icy cold waters, boiling hot waters, and both fresh and salt water. Countless tides and currents flow through the plain, carrying various bits of debris along with them, where plenty of creatures make their homes. If you can deal with breathing underwater, the plain of water isn't a terrible place to live, drifting endlessly through an infinite sea. Despite all I've been saying about these four planes being infinite in size, there are somehow areas between the different elemental planes, where two elements bleed into one another. These are called the para-elemental planes, as I mentioned previously. These concepts have mostly been abandoned over the years, but they are interesting, so we'll have to go back to AD&D 1st edition for info. These para-elemental planes are perhaps even less hospitable than the main four, and even harder for magic users to travel to, so there's little reason to go through the attempt. The Plain of Smoke is filled with a choking fog, cleaner and fresher towards the boundaries of the Plain of Air, and hotter and thicker towards the Plain of Fire. The Plain of Magma is one gigantic sea of lava, opening up into burning gas towards the Plain of Fire, and solidifying into rock towards the Plain of Earth. The Plain of Ooze is filled with an indeterminate muck acting like quicksand, with the side near Earth being akin to wet rocks, and the side near water becoming more like mud. The Plain of Ice is filled with, of course, solid ice, making it as dangerous as the Plain of Earth with the added cold. The side near the Plain of Water consists of giant icebergs floating in liquid, and the side near the Plain of Air simply ends in a sheer wall. Although you probably wouldn't want to travel to these places, you may want to summon one of their elementals. Smoke elementals are pretty close to air elementals, with the added bonus of being able to give off an impressive amount of heat and able to choke their enemies. In a similar way, magma elementals combine the best traits of both earth and fire elementals, fluid masses of lava covered in plates of solid rock. For ooze elementals, think less of a typhoon or crashing wave, and more of a mudslide, 
which can be quite deadly in its own right. Ice elementals can stab just as well as smash, with the added benefit of being practically immune to all manner of cold effects. Elementals aren't the most exciting creatures in the D&D bestiary by themselves, but entire campaigns can be written, and have been written, about interactions with them and the planes they come from. A mass of summoned elementals is as deadly an army as any force native to the material plane, and the various conflicts that can arise between different elementals mingling are definitely interesting. While a great elemental war between the four planes and their natives could be quite fun, a lone elemental turning on a plucky spellcaster and beating them to death is amusing too. 